should go, who should stay. That used to be such an easy discussion in advance of the Major League Baseball trade deadline. Doesn't feel that way this year, though, does it? Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're in two football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you'll also check out. Pirates 3, Padres 2. The Pirates taking 2 of 3 from this series in San Diego that's now concluded. 5 of 6 from a $250 million payroll team over the course of the summer, arguably being the team that undid the Padres this season. I don't think the Padres have any chance of climbing back into contention now. And, oh, also, by the way, who cares? It doesn't matter. Uh, None of it matters really all that much. Except, in the moment, from the Pittsburgh perspective, some of these veterans are performing well and that can be a double-edged sword no pun intended considering the celebrations that a lot of them have been enjoying of late in the dugout but g-man Choi is really hitting the ball well carlos santana is really hitting the ball well rich hill is still really left-handed even if he isn't pitching well he's been okay he hasn't been terrible but he also hasn't been particularly good Somebody would want him. Somebody would want all three of them. The question is, if you're Ben Charrington, are you entertaining keeping any of them through the deadline and more significant into 2024? Out of these three, you're going to kill me for saying this, but... Because I really like Santana. I really like the impact that he's had on this roster. I love his first base defense, and I really like the offense that he's provided, I'd say, over the last five, six weeks, ever since he really got his stance down through a trip in Milwaukee. But he's going to be 38, and he's going to be someone that in all likelihood you'd get at least a decent prospect return on. Probably the same for Hill, though not as much. I mean, you know, I don't want to point out the obvious here, but Hill's 43. He's a guy who would fit in, certainly, personality-wise, with a contender. There's going to be somebody out there who'd want it, but what are they giving you? Their 35th or 40th best prospect? Something in that range? Yeah, I would think so. With Santana, you've at least got a chance to get somebody in the top 30, maybe. Have you noticed I've left out Choi? Yeah. There's a reason for that. The Pirates do need a first baseman in 2024. They do not have a first baseman in their system. Certainly not one worth speaking of. Choi comes with a couple other qualifiers besides his relative youth at 32, in that he opened this season. Actually, go back before that. Uh, into the offseason. Remember when the Pirates made some small waves by ordering Choi to stay out of the World Baseball Classic? Yeah, that was because of this calf injury. And it lingered. It 
went into the season. It affected him. They shut him down once. They shut him down a second time. And finally, they put him on a 60-day IL and said, that's it. I know firsthand that Choi was upset with this, that Choi felt that he could just come back and be himself without worrying about the calf. It turns out every once in a while, the medical people have it right. And Choi has come back not only to go to Indianapolis and completely rake out of his mind, but now to come up to Pittsburgh, he's got four home runs in his last 15 games. He's got six home runs in 20 total games this season. Do you realize that? He's only played 20 games, and he has six home runs. His other numbers aren't – they're not that great. I don't know that they matter all that much because half of them came while he was trying to slog along through that injury. But the dude's got power, and dude can play first, and dude's got a whole lot of leadership traits of his own in his uh, distinct way. And he came with that billing as well when he arrived from the race. He was a very popular player there on and off the field. Well, he comes here and he kind of has to stay in the background, make sure that the calf is okay. But once he did, he's been a pretty productive player. So one year at $4.65 million is the current contract. I don't know what the damage would be if you went to him and offered a couple of years, take him into his 33 and 34 Age seasons, uh, it's not a massive risk. He's been a really consistent performer for several years now. So you're not taking uh, a guess as to what you'll get from him. You have a pretty good idea. You don't have to guess at what you have coming up. You don't have first basemen. You just don't. There aren't any. If, for example... Not that 2023 matters, but if Charrington were to just get, I don't know, this isn't going to happen, but if he were to just get blown away with offers for both Choi and Santana and he were to move them both out, you know who's the first baseman on this team? Yeah, right. Connor Cho. He's not going to do that. So all I'm saying here, and this isn't something that I would push too hard, but it, it's it's worth thinking about. It's worth thinking about. The danger in saying every year, well, we're just going to go and see what the market offers and see what's out there, is that you have to start all over again with the person, with the acclimation process. can't keep doing that into infinity. This guy's a keeper. I believe that. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. 
Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Bill, who asks, what is it that's gone wrong with this rebuild? Talent evaluation, development, managing, coaching, all for something else. Other teams seem to improve with the rebuild. Have the Pirates just become the Browns slash Lions of Major League Baseball? Well, first off, Bill, I'm going to have to get over you omitting the Maple Leafs from that category. One team in professional sports that hasn't even been to a championship round since the NHL was a six-team league way back in 1967. But I digress away from that hockey cheap shot to return to your question, and that is that it is everything. But I am increasingly of the belief that it's partly philosophical, which was not one of the four things that you mentioned, but then within that developmental. I'm going to pound the same drum. I'm sorry. I watch these hitters just see pitches sailing by. Strike one, strike two, right down the bleeping pipe. And I can't be more convinced than I am that this organization's hitting philosophy is all wrong. And within that, its development is all wrong. Is that instructional? I don't know. I'm not sure what constitutes instructional. Once you get to the majors, you know, instructional is really something that should be moot in a good organization. Before the Cardinals nosedived this year, you would see, not for years, but for decades, that a player would come up out of the St. Louis system and they would just plop right onto the field at Bush Stadium and do everything right. That doesn't mean they were superstars, but it meant that they did all of the little things, the things that should be expected right. We saw that for years with the Minnesota system. We see it currently with the Tampa Bay system. We don't see it in Pittsburgh at all. And when we do, when we see an Alika Williams come up and do some, not just fun things, but sound things at shortstop, you got to pause for a second and go, oh, yeah. Oh, well, he actually came from somebody else's system, which he did, which he did. So if you want me to, you know, really narrow it down to one, I can't do that because there are problems with the hitting. There are problems with the pitching. There are problems with the fielding and the fundamentals. There are problems in the minors. There are problems in the majors. And I'm sure that somewhere along the way, there have to be problems. This is always the most difficult one to discern with the scouting itself, whether it's amateur scouting, pro scouting, and making acquisitions. But for me, the the one that just screams out and should be screaming out at the people who run the pirates is their unwillingness to swing the bat 
If that is, as I mentioned on yesterday's show, something that isn't just an Andy Haynes thing, but was in fact Haynes being hired because it's a Charrington slash Derek Shelton thing, then all three of them should be held accountable for this terribly damning trait. It's the ugliest offensive trait I've seen in a lifetime of watching the Pittsburgh Baseball Club. It just is. It's inexplicable. It's indefensible. And man, there's nothing you can bring up, is there, that I can't come back with this subject. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll be back with another one tomorrow when I'll be back at PNC Park covering... Pirates versus Phillies all weekend.